Well, today, my brothers and sisters, I'd like to speak to you about the importance of prayer, and not just any sort of prayer, but a, a special kind of prayer, a kind of prayer that in our tradition is referred to as mental prayer. It's a little bit more of a mature form of prayer. And what we see here, both in prophecy in Isaiah and in fulfillment in the gospel, this miracle of our Lord opening the ears of this deaf man and unloosing his tongue, it is a type or it is a symbol of a deeper and spiritual reality that Christ gives to us, that we as baptized Christians have for our Christian inheritance, and that is the ability to pray to God, to have an intimate conversation with God. Now, the first part of prayer is the part of listening, and then the second part is the part of, on our part, speaking. Listening is the more important part of prayer. And uh, I am reminded of, uh, in light of the fact that the Holy Father, Pope Francis, is going to be visiting uh, the United States of America very soon, I recall when our uh, former Pope, Pope Emeritus Benedict, visited uh, the United States, and he spent some time in New York, and I was privileged many years ago to go down and to visit him in a seminary in New York City called uh, Dunwoody. When he was on the campus of the seminary and he was speaking, the main point that he wanted to get across to the young people, and the point that I'll never forget, was the importance of listening to God. And to listen to God, that requires us to be silent and to seek silence. Isn't it a wonderful thing, all of us, if we make some priorities in our life, if we put first things first and we arrange our day, we can, in fact, find quiet time every day. 30 minutes is sufficient, 40, 50 minutes, even an hour would be very profitable, but 30 minutes, 20 minutes even, 30 minutes is sufficient. A space of time in our day where we can shut the cell phone off, detach our eyes from the computer screen, turn the television off, go into another room, come into a, a church. Here we have St. Mary's in Auburn is almost always open from early on in the morning to late at night. Find a sacred space in our own house or, or in a church. And we can come and we can set aside the chatter and the conversation as, as maybe beneficial, edifying, and uplifting as that might be. We can set it aside and we can make a space, a sacred space of quiet in our life to simply converse with God. Now, we're very, all of us are very familiar uh, as Catholics with uh, traditional fixed prayers. Of course, the prayer that our Lord himself taught us, the Our Father. We know the Hail Mary and the Glory Be, and uh, probably a number of other prayers. And these are very profound prayers, and we can never really exhaust the riches, the depth of the meaning of these prayers throughout the course of our lives. But it's also very beneficial for us to speak spontaneously to God, to speak apart from fixed prayers, to come into that quiet space just between the soul and God, just that intimate one-on-one -on -one dialogue. St. Teresa of Avila 
refers to mental prayer as being on terms of friendship with God, frequently conversing in secret with Him who, as we know, loves us. Frequently conversing with God who loves us. That is mental prayer. And uh, there are basically kind of two aspects to it, and it's very simple. I'm just going to talk about some kind of concrete, practical things that we can do. First off, the beginning part of that 20 minutes or 30 minutes of mental prayer would begin with meditation. Now, meditation in the Christian tradition is a, a very deliberate and rational activity. It's using our minds to think and to consider something most likely that we're reading. And so what is it that we can read that is appropriate for the meditation part of our prayer, of our mental prayer? First and foremost, of course, is the Holy Scripture. It's the Bible. And uh, the church places before us on a daily basis the lectionary. We have gospel texts, we have selections from the Old Testament and the New Testament that are appropriate to the liturgical season that we're in. And we can look online, we can... uh, purchase various periodicals like uh, the Mag- Magnificat, and it gives us the daily readings. We can use our uh, missalettes that are in the pews, and they place before us the readings, and we can use that as our topic of meditation, and thereby God can speak to us, and thereby we can listen to him. We can hear him speak to us. So scripture is is a very privileged topic of meditation, but also there are numerous books uh, by saints and by approved spiritual authors in our tradition that are veritable gold mines of spiritual direction, counsel, wisdom, and topics for meditation and reflection. And uh, online on my website, I'm going to post uh, a number of these books, and then I have about 20 copies for those who want a hard copy here and now. I've got about 20 or so on the back near the uh, bulletins. And there's a a list on the back of the sheet of various books that are useful uh, to use for meditation. So either scripture or approved spiritual classics can be the topics of our meditation. We spend maybe 10 minutes reading slowly and prayerfully, asking God and the Holy Spirit to illumine our hearts and our minds, to open up our ears so that we would be able to hear his voice. And let those words that we hear and that voice of God penetrate into the depths of our hearts. And then from there, and I think all of us probably have experienced this at some point, whether hearing a homily, hearing a passage from the Bible, maybe in the midst of a conversation, or maybe in our own spiritual reading, if we already do that, there is a a kind of an impression, a quickening that takes place in our heart and our mind. Something hits us like a little arrow, and we say, aha, there's kind of a light bulb that goes on. That, my brothers and sisters, is the Holy Spirit speaking to us. The Spirit guiding our minds and our hearts and drawing our attention to that which God wants to say to us. And so these sorts of lights, these light bulbs that go on, they then move us to various affections and holy desires. And in listening to God in this manner, we become aware of our duties, maybe that we weren't so much aware of before. 
or maybe that were in the back of our consciousness and now they're placed to the forefront of our consciousness. In listening thereby to the voice of God, we become aware of our needs. And then what flows forth from that awareness are acts of faith in God, hope in God, love for God. And we spontaneously speak to God from our heart. Not in the words of a fixed prayer, but spontaneously from our heart. Oh God, help me with this. Lord, grant me the grace in this area of my life. I love you, Lord. Jesus, I love you. Thank you for dying for my sins. And we converse intimately with God as with a friend. And we become aware of our needs and we ask for grace. Meditation is so very important because without it we would not be able to be aware or as aware of the need for God's grace in our life. So often there's a bad habit or a sort of a spiritual, um, maybe kind of, if it will, a sort of a retardation or a hindrance in our spiritual growth that is there simply because of a lack of grace that we have not asked for. Meditation makes us aware of that need and inspires us to ask for that grace. And then from there we look forward to the rest of our day and we make a resolution. I'm going to be more patient with this person at work. God, give me the grace to do that. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to participate in that gossip circle that happens at the water cooler. So forth and so on. I'm going to be more patient with my, with my daughter-in-law. So forth and so on. We make a very concrete resolution. And then at the end of the day, before going to bed, we check in with God and we see uh, during our examination whether we've lived up to that resolution. And in this process of drawing close to God in intimate prayer, we become holy. And that, my brothers and sisters, is the goal of the Christian life. And by the grace of God, it is possible for us It is that grace that unstops our deaf ears and unlooses our tied tongue so that we can converse with God, draw close to Him, and become holy.